Hey, welcome to Real Talk episode 86. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> this is episode 86. He's making fun of me because on our first take for the intro, I said episode, like episode. It was weird. Anyway. He's Canadian. <laughs> we lost all of our Hey, Canadian shout games. out Wes McCauley, best referee in NHL history. <sighs> we lost every Canadian viewer. Anyway, <laughs> we're excited to, uh, to have you here on Real Talk, uh, joining us again. Moving forward slowly but steadily, and if the Lord allows, to episode 100. That's right. A lot of changes happening behind the scenes people don't see. Oh, it's true. Uh, yep. <laughs> hey, this, uh, this studio is going to look crying. so different. You're right. Um, it has taken a bit longer than we anticipated. Yes. However, this time we didn't really promise when it would happen. We just said it was coming. That's right. So, we haven't let them down yet. No. At least in that way. Under promise, over deliver. Yep. I did overpromise a little with it, but we're going back to average. When did you, how did you overpromise? Not right that? at the very beginning when we talked about it. Oh, okay. How amazing it was going to be. You saying it's not going to be awesome? It's going to be okay. <laughs> so, yeah, those who are listening on the podcast, it doesn't really matter. Although, we do think sound quality will continue to improve, even in the new studio. So I think so. Bear with us. I think if you were to go back to previous episodes, you know, the earlier episodes and compared to now, you'll be like, you know what? They really are trying to be better. We you are. just can't tell. But you can, you can tell when you, when you look at our earlier episodes. So we, um, we got some feedback. We've been asking for feedback on yes. Real Talk. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So those of you that have given us feedback, it seems to be primarily aimed at live. Yes. Uh, we're excited about that too. And we're going to listen to that and oh, adapt. Yeah. We're not going to overcorrect, no. which is my tendency, as you know. One issue, burn everything to the ground, restart. So we're not going to do that. But we are excited to be here, guys. Um, You know, we have, over time, Mm -hmm. analytics show us kind of what's going on here in the Real Talk world and um, in the pod squad. And what we've realized is we have some really dedicated listeners slash viewers. So um, shout out to you guys. We do it for you. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank you so much for your... um, Input and you know the reality is people don't even understand this. This has had real fruit um, as far as reaching people and encouraging people and pointing people to God and freeing people from um, misconceptions and burdens they carried about their faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, you know, I won't get into specifics, but we've had all people all the way from not Christians at all who have become more interested in God through real talk. So those are listening to that and you know, listening, know that you've contributed to that. And we've also had people that have grown up Christians who who have shared with us, and we're going to do this someday, who have shared with us that Real Talk has freed them from a lot of weight and burdens they've had. and, and Surreal. And pushed them to a, to a mm, I don't want to say, maybe more an active faith again, an alive faith. So we're, I'll tell you what, that humbles us because oh, yeah. we are just two, two guys that, boy. It's subpar. Yeah. But we love Lord, the Lord, so we hope, hope that's it's true. Contagious. That's our there's, there's our value. It's right there. He's right. So we'll uh, we'll go ahead and dive into what we typically do at this point, which is discuss how our weeks have been. <clears throat> so AJ, how you been, man? What's God been teaching you? Also, you know what I realized before we go into that. This is important. Okay. You may be rude in the sense that you. Don't listen to me and talk over me and don't ask me how I'm doing. Uh-huh. But I have realized in watching some episodes that I haven't that I fidget so much and look at my phone and mess with stuff, mm-hmm. like apparently ADD or ADHD, that it appears like I am just the rudest guy in the world sometimes. So I apologize <laughs> to you on air because I, I am listening. I notice. I am listening. I've never noticed. Oh, I do it. I notice. And I'm sure other people do it. Like, Why won't he just stop moving? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but now I'm aware of it, and I'm going to do my best to outwardly show the attention that I am actually giving. Mm-hmm. If I do look at my phone periodically for people to know, I'm often checking our database, too. Yeah. Um, as you know. Just in case. Yeah, and I have to read the questions. That's right. So, but just wanted no. to tell you that. I well, thanks, man. And honestly, I never even noticed, and I will outwardly do better Yeah. to look at you with true substance. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And show you that I am listening. Thank you. I appreciate that. But there's times where my mind does go places. I will. Oh, I know. Right in the the middle of me sharing my heart. (laughs) So if you watched uh, last week's episode, Meanie and the Victim, um, we we go into that a little bit about how 
You have a lovable way about you in which people, you never come off as mean. Which I, I, I joke about, but it's such a gift and a blessing. Unless you're the other guy who's sitting with me. Because I apparently do not I'm have crying. that. Oh gosh! And it's true, man. When you look, he's like, I just want to hug that guy. And you look at me, and I'm like, I want to punch that guy. And you just have opposite feelings. Right? We put off opposite vibes. So, uh, guys, I really do love this guy. Okay, and I again, I won't go into it again. But go watch last week's episode. Though I realized in watching portions of that that I even looked jerkier in explaining. <laughs> that. <laughs> So I've got I got to really work on how I come across, man. I think. Oh. So anyway, how's your week? <laughs> it's been pretty good. Um, so mm. one thing that I've been thinking about. <laughs> Dang, I'm giggly. I'm sorry. You got me going. Uh, well, you know that I don't understand that. Mm, not at all. So one thing I've been thinking about, um, <clears throat> you know. Like you said, you always ask. You, you kind of do it in a funny manner, but you know when it talks about you know what like, what is you know what does God lead you down the you know what road with what you know what do you do on your journey? One thing I've noticed, and this is I mean this is always going to be a reoccurring theme I think, but one thing I've just kind of thought about is, you know, faith. Faith will bring works, you know, and I think people get that confused because they say people say oh you know, what is it, faith without works is dead, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, and I don't know, man, I've just been thinking about that, because any time I've actually decided to kind of, you know, step out of the boat and do something that, you know, was out of the way, or, you know, I could tell that the Spirit was telling me to do, like, it never fails where those feelings of just, like, peace come after. Every single time, it feels like. Every time I do something that, that, that God was telling me to do, it just, I, it feels so nice. <clears throat> so I've been thinking about that idea of why is it so hard for us to continue to do those things? Like even after, you know, it could be like 10 minutes later, I feel like. Like we'll do something that was like, oh, man, that was so good. Like Spirit was telling me and I was faithful and did it. And then like 10 minutes later, you could have like another, another like time to do that or like something else comes up and it's just like, no. <laughs> even though we know that after we do it, <clears throat> It get, it, like, it's kind of like when we say when we, like, you choose joys in action, the feelings come after. I feel like it's the same thing. When you choose to serve the Lord and be you know, obedient to his spirit, you, you get those good feelings after, right? He sure. gives you those. You know? So I'm like, why, why is it so hard for us? Man, that, Asking myself, too. No, no, yeah, I think that's good. And it's weird, kind of cool, Holy Spirit, because one of the things that I've been learning, and I'm just going to share it now because I think it can be a discussion topic because this is where I've been. So this week... Um, at our church, The Remnant, that sponsors this show. Uh, the message that I shared was on um, was on the idea, it was on a parable, really. And now I can't, oh yeah, Homeless Jesus is the name of it. Go check it out. Um, and in it, I tell people this a lot, and I think they don't believe me. A lot of times I'm preaching to myself, okay, every time. Mm-hmm. But there are weeks that, I don't know, maybe it's my own. I don't know what the difference is. I'm about to come with you here. Like, I don't know what the difference is, but there are weeks that it really grabs me. So with that, the whole basis of the message is based around Matthew 25, in which Jesus tells a parable in the midst of a lot of his stories about when he's coming back. You know, if you guys don't know, if you're watching, you don't know a lot about Christianity, or maybe you've even grown up a Christian but didn't know this. Jesus is not a ghost. Um, He is coming back physically. He's going to come back, and he's going to... Um, take those that are his, um, give them a reward, let us be with him forever, but also to judge people. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, that it's, that's, right. the end of, that's the end of the story. Right. No, there's no more chance to decide what you believe. Anyway, in this parable, he splits everyone up. He says, I come down, and I don't want to rehash the entire message, but the gist of it is he, met, he separates people between sheep and goats, he calls them, this king that comes back. And in this, um, we have to remember that Jesus was talking to people that were following him. Now, whether or not they were believers, he was talking. They, they were following him. Yeah. And so a lot of times in the church, I mentioned this message, we assume that he's talking to everyone out there in the world who doesn't believe. Well, then this goes with what you just said about your actions and works, as it were. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the gist of it is he, he separates them and he's, he pretty much says, those sheep are those who, he goes, come and get your reward because when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was uh, 
naked, you gave me clothes. When I was sick, you took care of me. When I was in prison, you visited me. Yep. All of these things. And they said, God, in this parable, Lord, when did we do that? We didn't do that for you. He said, whenever you did that for one of the least of these, meaning other people in those situations, the homeless, the poor, the starving, in prison, you were doing it for me. And he said, I saw that. And, and, they, and your love has shown that you are mine. And then he says to the goats, get away from me. You're cursed. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. Go into punishment because you did not feed me when I was hungry. You did not clothe me when I was naked. You did not visit me in jail. I mean, all these things. And they said, when did we not do that for you? And he said, what you didn't do for one of the least you didn't do for me. Point of this whole thing without going too much into it is, so not to confuse everyone, it's not that their actions or even their love and compassion for others saved them. It's that their love and compassion for others was an indicator that they were followers of Jesus Christ, right? We talk about it a lot. Apple trees go apples. True Christians will have compassion and love that shows itself in actions. Right. It goes back to what you said. Now I'm tying yeah. it back around. Um, yeah, I don't know the reason because what happened was yesterday, particularly, all of a sudden it started hitting me about all the times that I have the opportunity to move into a situation I didn't. And I started doing it yesterday in little things. And it's true, man. It was so easy. Mm. And I'm going to give you my answer now. All that to share, to give context, to give you the answer. You said, why do we do that? For me, I think, if I'm really honest, a lot of times it's laziness. You know, I don't want to take you, give you that ride. I don't want to, um, and it's selfishness, right? I don't yeah. want to give that person that money, you know, whatever the, the thing may be. And I think it, I don't know. I think we just, I don't even think it can be for the feeling that comes. I think if we, if, you know how you said, like, I always feel better when I do it. Yeah. I think if that's the motivation behind it, we will always not do it. Because we're like, well, today I don't need that good feeling. Oh, man, that's so good, though. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know. I hope I'm not rambling too much. No, that's really good. So for me, man, I've been impacted by that of, I really want to do that again. And the crazy thing is, we can discuss this more. And by the way, guys, I want to pause. So when you... AJ is referencing the verse that says, faith without works is dead. That's in James, the book Mm -hmm. of James. It's important to note that James is saying the same thing as Jesus. It's not that those works save you. We know that. Works are like your good actions. Being a good person won't save you because in comparison to, you might be the best person in the world, but the standard is not the world. It's Jesus. That's right. It's holiness. So what James was saying is, you tell me you have faith, but your faith will show itself in in goodness and actions. And he's saying, you can claim you have faith all you want, but the faith without the output, it's worthless because it's not real. It's just like anybody can say they're a Christian. How do we know someone is a Christian? Right? There are pe- we know, the Bible tells us there are people claiming to be Christians that aren't. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. There are goats in with the sheep. So what's the indicator? It can't be words. Nope. It has to be something deeper. That's right. Well, that's why I love when, that's why Jesus says they'll know you by your love for one another because what does love look like to the world? It's going to be those actions, those Dude, things you that's do. that's it. That's so good. Love yeah. has to be an action, always. Yep. And when I go in and I talk about the messages, every time Jesus served someone, there was something tangible that came from it. Right? Like, yeah. um, and I can, you know, Todd, what do you mean? What about the Samaritan woman? Well, the Samaritan woman, he went and talked to a woman that was an outcast. That's a tangible action. Mm-hmm. You know, he freed her from the shame she'd been living under. That's a tangible action. He healed people. He fed people. You know, that's a crazy thing. We take that for granted. The Sermon on the Mount, we tend to, the miracle of the bread, right? We right. tend to go, oh, wow, that's really cool. He's proving he's God. He was. But remember the verse that preceded that, that came before that section. He said, he looked down on the people and they were hungry and he had compassion on them. His compassion didn't just go, man, they're hungry. We should, I hope somebody gives them food. He said, he looks at his people and said, hey, do how much, you know, give them food. And they're like, God, we have two loaves of bread or whatever and a fish. And I remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And he said, let me pray and we're going to give them what they need. We're going to feed them. That's tangible things. Now, here's where it gets deep. Okay, and then I'll be quiet. I'm hyper-focused today. If, if it was just, people think that the feeding was just so that they would listen mm-hmm. to, the, to the Sermon on the Mount, right? I don't think that's the case. Right? I think that Jesus would... I, do we assume every single person on that hill stayed to listen to him? Mm-mm. I don't think they did. I think some of them took bread and went home. Yeah, why not? The, people the, do that, right? Exactly. But that, did he go, don't give those people bread because nope. they're not going to stay and listen to the truth. No, he yeah. said, feed them because there's a need and I love my people and I want them to not be hungry. So good. Now, here's the crazy thing. In the expression of God's love sometimes, I bet you there were people in the crowd that would have left but when this man fed them, they go, why would he do that? 
Why would a rabbi, a teacher, a holy man take the time to feed me? I'm going to listen to what he has to say. So, yeah, man, I'm with you. Sorry to preach that. No, I love it. So, I I don't know, man. I I think that's what I mean. I want even us, you know, I think it was started because you and I, people may not know this, and I'm not too known at home because there's a lot of negativity to it. I think God... In, in a way, we're outsiders that came in late to the, to the party, that, yeah, to the Christian true. party. And I think at the beginning, and you said this yourself even, even over the last three, two to three years, you started out one way and you said you, that slow fade, right? Now yeah. it's become normal. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to live that, man. I, I want to be someone who shows it. Because when I think in my life about Christians who impacted me, now that, and this is literally coming to me as I speak to you, they always did something tangible to show me they love me, even though I didn't necessarily need that. And now my mind goes, dude, whoa. You know? Wow. That's a good way to look at it. I hope I didn't ramble too much. Uh-uh. Fun turn? I think. He gives a thumbs up. We'll see. <laughs> so I, 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 I think so it's good. neat that we're in the same place. That God's yes. trying to talk to us about, like, hey, how is it showing itself? Mm-hmm. And it, well, I love, I love even like at the very beginning, you said like even if you try to rely on the feeling of it, like, oh, I'm only doing this to feel good. Like, it's first off, it's still selfish because you're just trying to make yourself feel better. And are you really doing it for God? Then, like, I, no, you're doing it so you can feel better about your life. Like, <laughs> which is not, it's still not healthy. Like, you do things for God, and when you do things for God, that's when those feelings come, man. And like, and that's when they do last, and that's why it is living water. Like, that's why, because when you do it for God, like, it, it's all heightened. You can literally tell the difference. You can tell the difference between, you know, if, if you're a Christian watching, I promise you can tell the difference. Just think about it. When you do things, and you're doing it just because you're supposed to, and don't get me wrong, there's faith in that. I, I agree with that. Like, I think there's faith in doing things when you don't feel like it. Absolutely. But when you do things just to feel better, you may feel it for a little bit, but that fades. When you do something for God and it's only for God, it, it lasts. You remember those things. I think maybe maybe that's what that's why we call it, those are the moments, right? We're, it's remembering the moments because mm. those moments, those were the times when the living water it was inside and you could feel it and you knew. But it makes me think too, because you you know I think sometimes we don't live in the reality of, and I'm not fully connected to this thought yet. Yeah. But we're dead already. Mm-hmm. to this world. So what does it matter to me to give you all my money if, I, if God will ask me to? Because, what you know, for instance, that's an outward thing. You need money. What if I don't have enough money? And yeah, responsibility, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I think we get in trouble when we, when we forget that this is not our home. Mm. Because when we think this is our home, that can prevent us from doing actions. Because that's we start so thinking good. about everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I do this, X, Y, Z will happen. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, you slowly start to creep back into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what Jesus, you know, tried to constantly remind us. And in Paul, too, and I think that we gloss, I, I gloss over it sometimes to the good parts, right? I skip the parts where it says, you know, um, you know, I'm dead. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm alive. Christ is in me. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that we talked about this a few weeks ago, that verse by Paul, that comment by Paul that's so powerful. He says, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Mm-hmm. To live is, my purpose is to live in a way that loves my brothers and sisters, that, that is, is literally, physically Jesus to this world. You know? I'm, you know, we get the opportunity to be the body of Christ. That, you know, once heard the phrase, hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That when I give that person bread, I am Jesus giving them bread. You know? yep. And whether or not, I think sometimes too, we try to attach it to them becoming saved. So I will serve people so that they will believe in Jesus instead of, and I've said this for a long time, I think the church has it wrong a little bit. I think we do, I want to come up with a term right now. I think we do evangelistic good works. We do good works because we think that's the way to get people to know Jesus. And I think Jesus is telling us, do the good works independent of whether or not they come to know Jesus and, and because they're going to see me in that and that will lead to it. It can't be the reason. Mm. right so I've always been leery of like it's great to give people things yeah but this is kind of a deeper issue like a heart thing like it should be independent of their response if I'm gonna love you it shouldn't be contingent on how you respond to that love yep does that make sense yes I'm with you that, that's really good yeah oh, 
Yes. Because in those times, yeah, it's hard to, for me to, I, I get what you're saying 100%. It's just, I can't think of how I'm trying to say it. Yeah, I know, and I know, <laughs> I kind of got, I hope I didn't lose anyone there, but these are things, it's funny, man. I'm so thankful for the times when God is, I'm thankful for all the times, but the times that God's got us thinking similar things because yeah. I didn't even know you were thinking about those things. You mm-hmm. probably didn't know I was thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to be honest, I'll t- attach another story that came to my mind the last, yesterday and t- today. Driving along as I'm pondering this love idea, going back to radical love, and I thought of the story of Hosea in the Old Testament. You know that story that well. Essentially, the prophet Hosea, God told him to marry a prostitute. And he, okay? was, and he was reluctant, right? Well, who wants to marry a prostitute? Exactly. No offense. Who wants to marry a prostitute? And then she continued to prostitute. Mm-hmm. And God said, and, and Hosea continued to chase her and love her. And here's the beauty of how God works. In that, essentially, God said, the way that I'm having you love this prostitute is the way that I love you. When you, when you cheat on me, right? Mm-hmm. When you run from me, when you run to other people and other gods, I will never stop chasing you because you are mine. And dude, let me wrap it around. It made me go, am I showing that kind of love to people? You made me cry, and I'm like, I don't ever want to lose sight of that. That even if they keep running, that that there's like what it, that love, fierce love, right? Which we define in a prep message continues to pursue and bust down walls and all those things because it isn't really about whether Gomer, that's the name of the prostitute, whether she, whoever it is, right? I'm doing air quotes in the podcast. It doesn't matter her response because it isn't about. Her, my love for her is not based on her worthiness. It's based on my love for her. Mm. That makes sense? My Dude. actions are not based on her worthiness. They're based on my love. That's a crazy story, man. Oh, man. They're doing a book. Of, there's a, a book about it called Redeeming Love in which mm-hmm. the author took that story and made it contemporary and about a guy who loves a woman even though she keeps it. And they're making a movie about it, actually. Mm-hmm. So this will end up being pretty big. That isn't why I thought about it. It just came to my mind today as I was driving here. And, like, I want to love like that. And people don't want to because they were so focused on, I don't know, results. I want to be someone that loves people irregardless of the results. You know? And the sad, crazy thing is I think I loved people better when I was, when I was saved, certainly. When, when, even when, when I wasn't churched, because there was a period, of, and that makes me sad. And that, why is that? And I don't think it's the church's fault. I think it's something about me and my heart, mm. you know. And I want to be a person that I don't know chases chases the prostitute. Like, <laughs> sounds terrible, you know, weird, but that's what I want. I want to chase her even when she runs, and even when she doesn't feel worthy, and you know, all those things. She being whoever it is, I'm I'm loving. That is so good, man, for real. I don't know. These are things I'm pondering. Because I'll tell you what, there have been times that I've ran from God that I still loved him. I just kept running because mm-hmm. I was scared, right? And I messed up, and then I got scared, so I ran farther. And it, what if he'd have given up on me? You know, or other people. There's times that it's there's times I've done things in my life, and you know my story, that I've messed up so bad, and so many people gave up on me. And all I all I needed was somebody to say, I still I, I still love you. I'm going to keep, I know this isn't who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They saw what I was and not what I was doing. Yeah, man. Radical I love. Was... It's, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to live it. And in Christ, we have such a crazy example of that. It's almost, I don't know, it's, it's wild. It's hard to, <laughs> it's, it's hard to comprehend so it's funny because, you know, like you said, like we have such a radical example through Jesus. and We see all the things he does, man. And it's crazy to me, you know, that we have the power of you know, the Holy Spirit. And, and, we, and you know, we just don't trust it always, you know. It's crazy that we have, have, we have the same power that he, that he, he has. Like we, we are capable of that, and we, we so often just... I don't know, man, we throw it aside because, like you said, our fears, you know, insecurities. And I don't know, man, it's surreal. Like, you know, I'm just sitting here taking this all in, like what you said. And it may, even makes me a little emotional because I'm like, dude, 
like you said, what is real love? Real love is not contingent on the worthiness of what you're doing for somebody. And like that or is just... worthiness to, to mm-hmm. deserve it. Nope. And like... It makes me it makes me feel like we're just all constant shells of what we're really supposed to be because that all means. Yep. Because like what does that really look like? Like <laughs> in anything. You can take any situation with that example and go, man, you should be saying hi to everybody. You should even just like small things like that, right? That that we just like you said, we gloss over so much in life. You should be saying hi to everybody. You should be you know, offering help to that person on the side of the road. You know, you should be offering, oh, hey, you know, hey, let me get that for you. Just anything, man. And and so often we do that once a week, <laughs> you know, when it should be a mm-hmm. daily thing. And, like, just talking to myself, really, but it's convicting, man, because with that kind of power that we have, like, and we know that the love the love that, is, that we've been given is ah, it's so powerful and... Love is, real love is when the lights go out. What does it look like when the, when no one's looking? Um, all those actions, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just odd. And, and what I mean by that is when no one, you know, and everything Jesus, it's so crazy, dude, because I just I don't spend enough time, you know, meditating on his word and remembering because it's always been the same message. Right. And... I think even this week, I, I, you know, money came up in a conversation I had with someone in the church about giving, yeah. and, and you know, talking about the verse with uh, putting the putting the coins. The the poor lady put pennies in and said she's given more than the rich people because she's given out of what she didn't have, not what she does. And how we can twist that sometimes and use it to justify not giving when the point was Jesus saying no, like she didn't give for other people. She didn't give because. She had it. She gave because God told her, you know, to, and she was doing what she was supposed to. And we twist it, right? You know what I mean? Or we use, I don't know. We just, we're always looking for loopholes to get out of doing what he told us to do. <laughs> That's true. Children. I don't know, man. And I don't want this to be another conversation where we talk about it. And like, I want my life to reflect it again. I don't want to, Pastor Todd, to long to be and love like, pre-church Todd did. That's mm. crazy. You know, and there are ways. Now, there are ways that I think I'm better, but for the most part, man, that guy had one thing down for sure. He may not have known every answer, and he may not, I still don't, but he may not have known all the right churchy things, but he loved Jesus, and that, that empowered him and inspired him to love other people. And I was so bold with my faith, too, man, during that time. Like when I used to tell you, this guy got was fired up for his faith like crazy, and, you know, part of the reason I was connected with you is because that was me yep like I, I didn't care who they were man i just was like i remember oh man, i'm about to get emotional you know i always was just like if someone shared something to me i always connected it back to jesus because yep. he had fixed everything for me right like fixed it he had he had been the answer and to every question i ever had and i think somewhere along the line you just get so caught up in all this stuff, man. It's so yep. caught up in fear. I think fear is a huge motivator and what prevents us from loving like him and following yep. him and all those things, right? And fear of what? I don't know, whatever's in that moment. A lot of times it's fear of being found out. Yeah. If people know how bad I am, you know, then they're not going to chase the prostitute. They're not going to follow me. That's they're so true. They're not going to love me. And then it's before you, you know, before you run off and go, well, how's that connect? Well, it connects to everything because then I can't be in accountability and I can't be in community and I can't really love people because then they're going to ask questions and I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and or you're mad, you're hurt because nobody chased you. So then you stop chasing <laughs> when you forget that God is chasing you all the time. Yep. So I don't know. I think let's be better, right? That's just, it's became a hashtag, but it came from an actual statement. I want us, uh, I want to be better first of all. And I say yeah. that to you and to the podcast pod squad <laughs> and our Facebook friends, Oh, two groups there, Facebook friends, pod squad. <laughs> You know, I want to be better, and I want to love like that. And and maybe I, you know, and people might say, Todd, you love well. And maybe I do to their standard, but I know it's not. I'm not doing what I can. You know, I'm not doing what I have the capability to do because I'm weary. You know, sometimes I get tired. And that's another verse that's been in my head this week is, do not grow weary in doing good. Now, there's a second part, which is, because at the right time you will reap a reward. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even care about the reward. Like I just don't want to grow weary in doing good. 
you know? Because you're right. You said it earlier. I'm empowered by that spirit. You're right. We are empowered, man. And like, he wouldn't tell us to do it if we didn't have the capability to do it. You're right. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You're right. I think we just get so caught up, man. And like, that's just been, I think, I don't know. It makes me wonder, right? Like, when I look at myself, because I know my heart, I know I love Jesus, man. He's transformed my life, and I know that um, I know that He's done a lot for me, and I know that you know I've made a lot of, like I said, drastic, drastic. I can't speak drastic changes, you know. You have, yeah. And even then, after all that, I can still find myself, you know, slipping into who I used to be so often, or just shutting off and not following, and all these things. And that makes me wonder, like. You know, if, if if I if I know my heart and I know that I love him and I know that I love God and I'm a Christian and I know that and I know that I've won, you know, and I know where I'm going after I die, I know all these things, it makes me wonder how many are out there that are like that too, you know? And then you wonder, you know, we talk about American Christianity and, you know, Americanized church and everything and I go, you know, is that just what, is that what, the, is that what's happening? Is that everyone who started this had the heart that I have and maybe they still do? It's just, I think that's completely possible. We don't live out of the power we have to change our surroundings, right? To make an impact on people by meeting their needs. But not even just, because that's it. Man, take a, if there's a starving person in front of you, Mm -hmm. and you can give them bread, and maybe they never, take a sec, clearly one of them know Jesus, but they never meet Jesus. They never accept Jesus in that moment. Is it still impactful does it still do something to feed them do you see what i'm saying like would sometimes i feel like the church says i will give them bread if they accept jesus Mm. when i think we're supposed to give them bread no matter what yeah you know bread being whatever it is Mm -hmm. because that changes the environment that's being a light a light goes into dark areas and hopeless areas and broken areas and it does things that's right. right. Living water. When someone's thirsty, you give them something to drink. Not, here, oh, have a drink. Now accept Jesus. Yeah. Right? I mean, we want to tell them. We do. Absolutely. Because a lot of times they're going to say, why? Why are you loving me this way? Mm-hmm. I love you this way because somebody loved me like that. And, you know, and I do love you. I don't know how to explain it to you. I love you. Well, how you don't even know me. I know. <laughs> I, yep. I, or man. loving. For me, too, it's very convicting that I don't love the people around me. Because we say, like, you, they know you by your love for one another, meaning disciples, and I don't love you well, man. Like, not as well as I could. You know, I tell myself I do, but I don't. I don't do tan- tangible things. And, I, and this isn't to tear us down. Right. I just want to continually be better, you know? Like, I don't check in with you about real things sometimes, or I don't, you know, fun turn or any of the guys even. I, you know, the people around me, my, my brothers and sisters in the church. It's convicting. I, I want to do better. I guess me too. Because I know I'm I'm not very good at that stuff either. You know, and <laughs> I think life, man. I don't even know. It, <laughs> there's so much. It's crazy. Like I feel like life is supposed to be so simple, yet it's so complicated at the same time. I feel like you know, it's interesting because when I think about my walk and my journey, I think about. You're right, man. I was more bold beforehand. I was more bold before I had, you know, more responsibility. And and I don't know why. I don't know Something why. It, it, yeah. Like, for some reason, it's it's like, or maybe even people could could probably even notice that I might have been a little more pep in my step, you know, back in then. You know, I felt, I seemed a little more joyful or something. You know, it's it's so weird because it's like we were late. We were late this we were le- yeah, sorry. No, okay. Can't talk <laughs> we relate the illusion of time and our days to like our faithfulness, I think, in a sense. Like because we weren't we didn't have to worry about it as much then and our responsibilities weren't as high, we were able to make that time to go do those things for people. Or we were able to, you know, feel like we had the time to stop and pray for that guy at a gas station. Like but then, you know, the more you get involved or the more, you know, like you said, the more responsibility you take in, you just you just get in that, that zone of just looking ahead and not looking around you. And you just, before you know it, you haven't done anything good for anybody in three months or like whatever it may be. Or, you know, like you said, like you just completely forget who you are sometimes. And it's just weird because you're doing good things. 
and that, yeah, and those do matter. Yeah. Right? Just because we aren't perfect in it doesn't mean those things we are doing are bad. It just, right. How many opportunities do we miss? Exactly. We miss a lot. And it's like, I guess for me, it's almost like even I'm, I feel like I'm even scared sometimes to take a moment to stop because then I already feel like I'm behind, right? Like I'm behind on everything. And then, you know, I'm like, well, here's a person. I'm like, ah, I could feel something, you know, I could feel a spirit tell me to do something. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. And the times I don't, it's because I'm like, well, I got to be here at this time or I got to, you know, I got to go do this. You know, I got to go make sure I get this done. Now I can't forget that, you know, and it's just like, like it's so I think that's the part that I want to be better at is mm-hmm. the moments when I know the spirits tell me to do it. Yep. Um, <laughs> this will sound silly. I'll give you an example if you want to you probably don't remember this. Do you remember me do you remember Sunday? I think she's okay with me saying this. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even know this. So Emma, uh-huh. she's on staff here, she's our awesome ministry coordinator. Mm-hmm. So pre-service, we were in the you were in there doing crap. You probably don't remember this, doing mm-hmm. stuff getting set up and I was walking around we were doing stuff I had to sing this week's crazy story and I saw her and as she walked out I had been thinking this already that she's been doing a really good job lately yeah and um no joke and I was like I need to tell her that I remember thinking it pointed at church Sunday because you know she's in this new position and a lot of what I've been doing is kind of giving input and feedback to correct and kind of shape what she's doing and I haven't yeah. done a perfect job but that's my role right gotta be the leader mm-hmm. well and when she does something that Know, that I want to change, like it needs to change, I told her, I would tell her. So I, I was like, I'm going to do it. Well, as she walked through the sanctuary, she went up to talk to her husband who's on our worship team. She walked yeah. out of the sanctuary. I was like, I, you need to tell her. And I almost did it. And I was like, oh, that's stupid. I got to do this. Or, it's weird now. She's already out the door. Do you remember me calling her back in and saying that? It was right in front of you. You don't pay attention to things. Yeah, I was, Fun turn. Did you, I was you probably, remember this? Yeah, he was, yeah you were in the zone. You're, you're busy. But the only reason <laughs> I bring that up is if you did see it, you would literally see a moment when I obeyed, but I almost didn't. Like I let literally, I had, she was standing like right in front of me and I was told I could feel like, hey, you should share that to encourage. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Then she started, literally, I had to go. Finally, she's like, Emma. <laughs> and then she came back and I shared it, and it was cool because she said, hey, that really encouraged me. you know. And, and maybe she needed that. I don't know mm-hmm. if it meant anything to her, but I know that it's not sharing necessarily to, I'm not sharing that to brag on a time that I obeyed, but yeah. how it was a weird battle about, like, I came up with excuses not to just tell someone, mm-hmm. hey, you are doing a good job. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? It's just weird. to love. Yeah, it's odd, man. So, Emma, you are doing a good job if you're watching. That's that's what I mean, man. Like, why? Like, why is that so hard? Like, why is it so? I don't know, man. I guess I, I, I maybe that's why I'm such an anxious person, right? Because I, it's like I want to do good, but it's almost it's like, it, I, I trick myself into thinking I can't do good because I don't have time because I have to go, go. I have to go do more good over here. I just had this thought. You know how people say you can't pour from an empty cup and all that, and it's always bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Because I think that's silly. Because like I can't, but I get the. What do you think it's possible? Using an analogy here, that we have two sources of water inside of us. Mm. One is a cup that we can fill ourselves, and then one is living water. And the times that we don't do it is the times because we're trying to pour out of the cup we fill, and so that's when we don't have time and stuff because we don't, and we're like, well, this cup's empty. When Jesus is saying, you need to do it out of the living water I've given you. Mm. Like there's two faucets or there's two cups. One is never ending and we tend to do it out of the one that we we empower. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it's like maybe the times that we don't have time and all that is because we're, we're, we're just seeing this cup and seeing what's t- – like this cup has – like I know there's a tangible amount in it. Yep. Once that's gone, it's gone. I don't – and that could be time. That could be energy. And Jesus is like, here's a cup. And this one is connected to this fountain that never ends, Man. you know, the spirit. And, and maybe that's tied back to the idea of that there's two parts of us, the old and the new. And when we're living out of the old is when we're living out of that water that's, that can go empty. Doesn't he the talk flesh. about two streams, a tree being in between yeah. two streams? Yeah, in Psalm oh, 1 here. If that's what he's talking about. I think he's talking about, he's certainly talking about how healthy it is when we're plugged into his word, right. you know, his word, which is part of living out of that living water. Right. Yeah. Anyway, just a weird thought I had as you said it. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a way to describe it for people, you know? That, I like that example. It's a really good example. Um, man, I don't anyway. know. Such a good conversation, man. Yeah, I, sorry I, to ramble. No, I love it, dude. I, it's so convicting. Like I said, you know, you just really pulled at my heart because I know for me that's something I struggle with too. And I I have a hard time trying to take a step back and and think of, you know, 
what my faith is looking like, you know, what I'm doing. And that was just really good. I needed to hear that. So I appreciate too, it. Man. I appreciate you bringing it up because um, I would have probably made it much, would have got in my head and like, no one wants to hear it. Mm -hmm. It was really good, man. But. Is that 34? 43? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Front turn always tries to keep us updated on the time. Oh. <clears throat> and I was reading. 43? Yeah. Holy. <clears throat> Anyways, how's your week been? <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that's fair. That's where I'm at, man. So I want to be the guy that, you know, I'm using that term is coming to my mind. I want to chase the prostitute. I want to love people when they don't mm. seem lovable. And I want to look, you know, hopefully people will listen to the episode. You know what I mean yeah. by that. But, um, you know, and if you're out there, I've said this before, you're never too far gone for God. I promise never. you. You've never got, ran too far because, you know, maybe you're out there and you, you could read that example. God chases you. He will never give up on you. All you got to do is stop running and turn to him. And what does that mean? Just believe him. And I'm telling you from experience, I know this guy thinks it too. You know, God is, he really is there. And he will change your life. And I want to end on a positive note as we share all this. We're not saying all this just to beat ourselves down. There is a, there is a conviction if we want to be better. But here's yes. the good news is that I'm taking a breath today and so are you right now, which means I have another opportunity today to love people better. Dude, that's so awesome. And I'm going to do that. And I challenge you guys that are watching or listening to the podcast, go out today and give people bread and give people water, right? Maybe it's physically, but also it could be, you know, emotionally, whatever. Meet mm -hmm. those needs. If you have the ability to meet someone's need, quit waiting for the next person to do it. Mm -hmm. Be the one to do it. That's right. right. So that, that's how we really change the world and show people the Jesus, right? Yes. But even if they don't, we're still showing them Jesus even if they don't turn to him. love that you said that because it literally, I, I even forgot I did this. I literally said like earlier today before we came on, like literally said like it's a new day. Like God, please, you know, let me be in you today. Because, you know, my favorite verse, Romans 13, 12, you know, and they're not as far spent the days at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness upon the armor of light. <laughs> Every day is a new day, and that's I was just kind of telling myself that, and that's, just, that's literally what you kind of just said, so that was awesome, man. God is good. <laughs> so um, thank you, guys. Hopefully, I don't know, it inspires you to think about that in your life. Let's be better. But we'll s smoothly segue to answering a couple questions. Yeah. Um, I will say, I guess maybe it's a good time to discuss really quickly the feedback we got to let people know we did get it. We got a, yeah. we got a feedback. Thank you, truly. We don't take this as a negative. Um, someone said, not verbatim, but hey, Real Talk has some good points. Yep. Sometimes it feels like a game show. Maybe do some segments or topics that, such as excerpts from a sermon, etc. We think they're talking about live. Yeah. Because clearly this does not feel like a game show. No. <laughs> uh, we do want you to know that is part, if you're watching person that set that in, that is one of the reasons. Uh, hopefully you're, you listen to the Tuesday ones and get some of that. Yeah. Um, but we are revamping live, and we, we do want to... Our plan is to come back. Yes. And we want to make sure we have a good direction. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of positivity that came out of that regardless. But we oh, hear yeah. you, and we've been kind of thinking the same thing a little bit as far as making sure, yeah, we want to have fun. Live is different than now because we get to interact. Exactly. And we want to laugh and all those silly things. But um, we don't want to lose sight of, of truth in that and, and really yes. get people to think. So we, we hear you and appreciate you taking the time to do that. That being said, let's dive into some questions. I think we have two. Let's get it. You want to share with them how they can ask those questions and while I'm looking this up? In case sure. Watching. Hey, you watching or listening, you got a question for us? Hey, you can ask it anonymously at www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. That can be question, topic, concern. If you like the way we do our hair, you can tell us whatever you want to do. <laughs> Notice he didn't say don't tell us if you don't. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, speaking just, of, just don't. You're getting close to being able to cut your hair finally. I know. It's, uh, what is today? The 19th, 18th, 19th? Uh, it is the 20th, actually. The 20th. 11 wow, days, right? 11 days, and I can shave my face and cut my hair. Oh, I didn't realize the beard was part of it. It wasn't. I just kind of went with it. Fair enough. Because I was like, it'd probably look weird if I had this jungle hair with like a nice... Sure. And... You think your girlfriend's going to be excited about that too? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Question is... I can't see my teeth when I smile. <laughs> All right, moving forward. This question comes at us, um, and they... The question is over Luke 14, Gospel of Luke chapter 14, verse 26, which is, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And the question is, if you were to hate, if, if we were to hate our own family, 
Who's going to tell them about Jesus' love? So I think... We've gotten this question before, mm-hmm. which we love. I like this verse because I'm glad they're bringing it up because it can confuse a lot of people when he's talking about hating your life. It kind of goes back to like our flesh and our, and our soul, right? You know, your family and all these other factors that are in this world, can you know, we're all infected by sin, right? And so when it comes to the idea of hating your life, it's hating your flesh, right? Hating, hating the sin. So, you know, Jesus talks about coming back and he's going to, you know, he's going to put, you know, mother against daughter, father against son, all these things, you know. Your family isn't always going to agree with who you are if you're a believer because they may not be. Um, and I think this is what it's referring to, you know. You have to hate those things. You know, it's kind of like, hate, you know, don't hate the sin or hate the sin sort of deal. That's kind of how I interpret it. Um, and... You know, how you get to love your family through that, you got to show, you know, it's kind of what we were just talking about, in my opinion. You know, you got to show them, you got to show them that love regardless, you know, and that can look different for, you know, whatever that situation may be. But that that includes a lot of things, you know. How do you love them? Pray for them. Uh, you know, if there's a need, meet it if you can, you know, all those things. Yeah, so the key to understanding this verse is the part that wasn't referenced by the question, which is when he says, even his own life. Mm-hmm. What Jesus is saying is, in comparison to your love for him and following him, yep. um, you have to hate the world. Yes. Right? So if anyone comes to me, and they're using the word hate, he's trying to use a strong language. He doesn't mean hate them. Yeah. But he means not love it as much, um, not love it over following, not love it over the truth. So you gave a great example. You know, if you love your family in comparison more than God and more than following God, what that really means, using I'm using air quotes for love and hate here, is that you're going to do, you're going to put their desires over God's. Yep. Well, what happens when they desire for you to hate people, mm-hmm. to hate a certain people? Maybe you were raised in a racist home. Maybe yep. you were raised in a stereotypical home. If you love them more than you're going to want to please them more than God, and so you're going to, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he said your wife, mother, child, it can be the same thing. Um, and even your life. He's saying you can't even love your life, love your life on this earth more than following me because if you do, you're going to compromise. Yep, you will. And, and he says that, that and Jesus is always trying to get us to understand the cost of following him. So it's a, you got to remember Jesus spoke a lot in parables and symbolism to get us to understand, to grasp the seriousness of it. So it's awesome that you're asking this question because you realize the strong word hate you got to look at the Bible as a whole, too. Of course we know. Jesus said, a new command I give to you, love others. You know, love as I have loved you. Love others as yourself. Mm-hmm. Clearly it doesn't mean, he wouldn't say contradictory things. He's saying nope. he wants you to love people. But in comparison, you have to have things in the right order because that's the only way you're going to, you're going to, you're really going to follow him. Yep. That, because that means you'll, you'll be willing to follow him even if the whole world tells you not to, right? Or even if you fear of your life. Um were to, you know, someone were to threaten you or whatever else. Does that make sense? I, Fun turn, is that making sense to people outside of just you and me? Because yes. sometimes I, I'm like, man, you know me, so our communication <laughs> um, makes more sense. But again, awesome that you're grasping that. Yeah. It is a, uh, it's a verse that it should have that kind of punch to it. Oh, to absolutely. Make us go, whoa. Yes. Especially back then too, you know, when Jesus is saying, uh, we got to look in context as well. He's talking to primarily Jewish people, right? And he's telling them things that the Jewish high priests were saying was different. So which one? And, and a lot of times, right, if you didn't follow the high priests, you're kicked out of the temple. And so your family's going to go, well, I don't, we, we can't do this. We got to be over here. And he's saying, what if I love them more? Mm-hmm. I want to please them and make them more comfortable. I'm, he, they were going to compromise. And Jesus is like, you can't, you got to understand. Count the cost. Yeah, count the cost. That's really That's good. one of the first Cam, you preached a sermon a long time ago when I was first coming around. So that's, what, four years ago? It's crazy. Um, and I can't, I can't remember if it was just called cost or if it was actually called count the cost. I don't remember what what it was, but I know it just it had the word cost in it. And, um, man, that was one of the – it was so eye-opening to me, and I love that because you're right. It's, Jesus is always trying to remind us what, what the cost is, and, you know, you got to count them for real. When you decide, and I, it's it's plain as day for me in my own life. I realize that. 
Mm. Like I had to count the costs. I did. I had to go, okay, I, I, I think I like this Jesus guy. <laughs> I think I like what he's about. And I was like, so what is it going to look like to actually like dive in and actually follow him? You know, cause like you said, that was also, I learned very you know, soon on there's a difference between being a fan and a follower of Jesus. And, and this was, is what he's referring to in that too. Yes. And so I was a fan for a while. I was like, okay, you know, I, I like this Jesus guy. He's cool. You know, he's loving. Awesome. What does it look like to really follow him? Well, can't do this i gotta get rid of this and that and this and before you know it, i'm going wow they're not joking when you have to count the cost of what it's gonna look like and it is man so it's cool real stuff mm-hmm. there's a thought i had about it too that you said and then i lost it i should have wrote it down real quick but um counting the cost hating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't remember but yeah that's the gist of it Guys, if you and remember, you can always ask follow up questions in yeah. the comments below if you're watching on social media on Facebook and certainly on podcasts or social media. You can use um, the link at www.theremnant.live slash real talk. And yes, you can ask follow up, we can have a dialogue mm-hmm. um, because we realize that sometimes we may not answer the questions that they're wanting. True, all right, hey, it's anonymous. Moving on again, we're in the we're in the gospel still. Okay, uh, this section is going to be the gospel of Mark. Um, chapter 2, verses 18 through 22, and that is, I will read that to you real quick. Um, starting at verse 18, it says, Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. People came and asked him, Why do John's disciples and the Pharisees' disciples fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the groom is with them, can they? As long as they have the groom with them, they cannot fast. But the time will come when the groom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. He says in verse 21, No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new patch pulls away from the old cloth, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost as well as the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. Hmm. You want me to yeah, take a point on this yeah, one? Go for it. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you have thoughts on it, right? Uh, this one is, uh, was there a question about this again? Oh, sorry. yeah, I'm so sorry. Thank you. I got excited reading that word. <laughs> Essentially, he just says, or she, whoever wrote this, uh-huh. says, can you explain the parables he uses in this section? Okay, yeah, So the wedding it. guests, the yeah, this, cloth. This one's a little wordy. Like, I think, I think I get what he's saying, but it's hard for me to explain, so. Okay. So, <laughs> we got to remember that the context of the parables here are, is the question that Jesus has asked. He, they are asked, why do John's disciples and the Pharisees' disciples, so the high priests, the religious people, yes. the temp, fast, but your disciples do not fast? A couple things to realize. First of all, God at this point had, uh, in the Old Testament, you know, the, old, the law uh, prescribed one day of fasting, like a week. Okay. The religious leaders added a second day onto it, Interesting. by the way. Okay. Um, so more religion, right? It was never enough. And when it becomes a religion, it's never enough. You're always trying to add more. And then Jesus gives a parable. So I'm going to kind of explain the um, parables and then what they kind of mean. Mm-hmm. So the wedding guest cannot fast while the groom is with him. We don't have this in our culture a lot, so it's hard. He's yeah. essentially saying, why would, why would the, put it this way, why would the groomsmen of the wedding be sad about the groom not being there when he's with them? I'm going to be sad and miss, I'm going to miss Jesus, right? I'm using the word Jesus here because we know what he's talking about. I'm going to miss the groom. I'm going to miss my best friend. And he's like sitting right there like, I'm right here. Why are you going to be sad? I'm here. Now's the time of celebration, not sadness, mm. right? Um, why would they fast? When they leave the wedding, then you kind of feel, oh, I'm sad. My friend is, my, my best friend's gone, right? Have you ever been at a wedding? Your best friend gets married. And when, he's, when he yeah. walks away, there's a sadness for a second. You're happy for him, but you're also right. sad. There's no things are going to change. Yeah, he's gone from your life right. in a certain way. Well, that's what they're saying here. They're saying, Jesus is saying, why would my, my friends be sad when I'm still with them? I'm here right now. Okay, first thing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he, said, he, he then goes on to talk about, mm-hmm. no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Okay, otherwise the new patch pulls away from the old cloth and a new tear is made. Essentially, if you put a patch of unshrunk cloth on a garment and dry the garment, because of the shrinkage, yep. it's going to rip away. It's not going to hold. Yep. Okay? And then with the same thing, because I'm going to put these, they're all together. He says, no one puts new wine into an old wineskin. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, the wine is lost. Essentially, with the way things work, when you put that in, it would expand into a new one. 
It expands because of the content. I don't know all the science behind it. And this is a real thing, though. And they burst. Wow. Okay? Um, so, you know, an old one is all has is, is thin and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, essentially, um, what Jesus is trying to say is also, he's like, listen, the old law is over. Yep. Makes sense. Ready? So, um, why would... You know, we're not going to do the old ways. We're not doing the religion. It's over. The fasting, the stuff like that. My disciples don't do that because the new laws come. In me, the law is fulfilled. I don't have to do those things anymore. You're trying to put old laws into new, to the new covenant. You see what I'm saying? And yep. Jesus is saying, no, no, no. It is a new time, a new covenant of grace and all of that. It's not based on the law anymore. In me, the law is fulfilled. It's finished. All the old religious things are over. There's no need for them. Does that make sense? Yep. That's and so he's giving it pictures again for us to understand. Right. Um, Talks about new wine going into new wine skins. Yes, that, makes sense. that kind of stuff. So, um, man, the way he spoke was just yeah. Because during the during the process of fermenting, if you put that wine in, it'll ferment and then it'll expand. And it's kind of like you know when they bottle mead. Mm-hmm. You got pressure builds up. You got to let that pressure yep. out. So it all has to do with the idea that Jesus. Remember, they came and go. Why aren't you doing what? what the religious leaders say to do. Why don't you do the old law? And Jesus said, my disciples don't have to because I am the fulfillment of the law. It's old. We're not doing old things yes, and they just they We don't have to. Couldn't grasp that. Hopefully that makes sense, guys. If it doesn't, let us know and we'll uh, keep going. That's so good, man. Um, so yeah. Well done. Good interpretation. It is the interpretation. It's not an A. That's important distinction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people... I know what you meant. I think you, I think you were saying thanks for explaining it. Yeah. But something people realize it's not our interpretation. We're looking for the meaning behind yes. the scripture. I know you meant that, but uh-huh. people aren't listening. That's fair. Um, <laughs> all right. Any thoughts before we close up shop today? Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, super excited for you guys to hear this one. I think you guys are going to get something out of it because I know I, I definitely did. Um, thank you guys for your faithfulness. Like you said, you know, time is such a, a precious thing. It's one of the most precious things we have in life. And you guys are willing to set aside your time to listen to us talk and ramble and be in your lives. So that's super just incredible. Thank you guys. Uh, hey, you guys have a question? Link will be above www.therem.life slash real dash talk. That's R-E-A-L, not R-E-E-L, though that would have been clever. Clever. <laughs> um, other than that, I just love you guys and I appreciate you. Thank you for watching. Yeah, I would agree with AJ. We actually pray before every time that we go on, and, and that's one of the things that he's referencing. Is we just thank God for you guys mm-hmm. being willing to give us time. We know time's important, and we just want you to know, anybody listening or watching, we, we see that, and we yes. don't take that for granted mm-hmm. that you listen to us, and we don't ever want it to just be a waste of your time. So no. we hope that you get something out of it. We're always trying to be better. You know, the biggest thing here to remember, too, is we don't promise to always have every perfect answer, but we do promise to take it seriously, to take your questions seriously, your topics, and to uh, hopefully inspire you to go to God's Word and get the right answers um, and get the truth, right? Because that's that's what matters at the end of the day. Um, I want to give a shout-out again. I I just want to say this to our those who have been faithfully donating to Real Talk. So uh, I know Krista, you know who you are giving all the time i think every week thanks uh, so much krista krista trent, trent trent thank you so much brother for your um constant support of us both watching and financially people don't realize that's a big deal yes um mandy has given uh, thank I you think, so much Mandy. constantly to real talk thank you so much uh greg we know you've given many many times Triple to support B. us at real talk uh, i know sevi you know who you are michael if you're watching Thanks, this, you've given us periodic you know big gifts so just thank you so much for your support of this guys we can tell you right now this isn't about the money, but that money does enable us to continue to do this show right. and reach people, and you really are. So thank you for that opportunity. We are so humbled by that support. Right. But guys, let's continue to have a dialogue. Continue to, if you're watching on social media, you have the ease of just typing comments, ask questions, share your thoughts um, on love and, uh, man, all kinds of stuff, right? Um, that, you know, maybe something we talked about, you have a thought, or you, I don't know, anything. We, mm-hmm. we interact with it the best we can. That's also, right. if you're on the podcast, you can still do the same thing. Maybe you're not going to do it through Facebook. You can. You can go find us on that as well. But you can interact with us through that link that That's is right. also on the podcast. Yep, it's so, there. Um, I think it would be silly of me not to mention, I should have done this earlier, that if you are listening and want to be a supporter of Real Talk financially, listen, there's no amount that's too small. A nope. dollar, five, whatever. You can give right now 
from your phone. As soon as we could pause this right now and go to www.theremnant.life/give. You'll go hit the drop down box. You go down to Real Talk, fill out the information, hit it, one-time get or gift, excuse me, or reoccurring, and it goes right in there. I That's think right. the link to that is also on the podcast. Uh, I can no? no, I can put it in there though. Great, awesome. So that'll will be there hopefully. But guys, we love you. We thank you so much. Hey, go out there and be better today. We're joining you in that and look for ways to love people tangibly. Have a great day and truly God bless you.